I just saw the very tip of it, just the tip. What? I just saw the tip of the microphone, just the tip. Okay. <laughs> Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And third here too. Brought to you by GWW Radio. Hey guys, welcome to a special episode of Cena Nerd. It's our EP, I guess, uh, extended play for all you people who don't know what that means. Because I didn't know what that mean meant until like last week. Uh, today we're gonna talk about more about Star Wars. I felt like we didn't hit a lot of big topics on our main show, so um, I called some reinforcements a few days later, and uh, here we are. Um, as always, I'm chilling here with Miss Sarah Belmont. Hi, guys. I didn't know what EP st- stood for either. I'm so glad you explained it to me. I will probably Spend redact it later because I'm probably wrong. <laughs> um, Damn you, Matt. <laughs> I didn't look it up. I just thought about it right now. That's what I heard on the on the street. Uh, joining us from the street, he's not from the streets, but he's from the streets with a Z, probably. His name is John Reyes. I think you've been on the show before uh, once. No, right? this is my first time. This is the first, first time. First time. Oh, yeah. oh I'm excited. Our, one of our dear, fun. dear Twitter friends. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. excited Thank to have you. you on here. You're a big Star Wars fan. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Prequels. Rate them in order. Uh, best oh. to worst. Best to not. Uh, sorry, worst to not so worst. Okay. Uh, three is my favorite. Of the prequels. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, then I would say one, uh, and then the two, I think, so is complete three, one, trash. There's a Clone Wars. Yeah. Okay. So three, one, two. That sounds good. Okay. One was my favorite for a while, but I think a lot of people had Phantom Menace up there when they were a kid, and they were like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. Nostalgia. And then they, yeah. <laughs> and then they see the, the originals, and they're like, oh my god. <laughs> or you just get older and you rewatch the prequels like I did and say, Jesus. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. It's uh, definitely varying opinions going around. <laughs> so, yeah. um Right. So um, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, obviously, spoilers. If you guys didn't watch the movie, why did you click on this? Um, <laughs> I don't know why you did. Uh, go watch the movie, you idiot. It's been out for like a month. What are you doing with your life? Um, if anyone's still listening... Let's start off with um, our first topic, and that's something we uh, – I was very surprised we didn't get into um, in the main show. Mm-hmm. Um, we totally overlooked the Force in general. Um, <laughs> it played a big part in the movie in that it awoke. <laughs> it was woken Thank up. Thank you for that explanation. <laughs> the Force was stirred from its slumber, and we didn't even talk about it. So, I didn't even realize it was sleeping. It kind of was fine. for a long time. And some I people thought so. it was going to sleep forever, but um, luckily they made this movie <laughs> to bring it back. Um, so, uh, John, since you didn't join us on um, on the main show, um, give us like a couple thoughts on first impressions and uh, things like that on, on the movie. And then if you want to talk about uh, how you um, felt like the Force was represented in this movie. Sure, yeah. Uh, I Well, I, I saw it three times. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what a nerd. Yeah, right? <laughs> but the first time I saw it, it was, I, I think almost everybody could agree, it's like, it was a big nostalgia bomb. It just, it's just the Millennium Falcon, then you eventually see Han and Chewie, and then it's Leia. And then the whole time you're wondering, where's Luke? Where's Luke? Where's Luke? Um, and then, of course, you know, the the callbacks to a lot of things, like the, the walkway scene between Han and uh, Kylo Ren. Um, and you know, so the first time seeing it, blown away. Um, very happy with it. Going in, my expectations were kind of in the middle, excited, but didn't know where it was gonna land up in terms of like where it was ranked in against the prequels and then the originals. And um, so so watching it the first time, it was just very awe inspiring. Star Wars is back. This is really really cool. Then second time. That's when you kind of see the, the a lot of questions are raised in that movie and not answered. Um, 
race parentage. Um, I mean, there's so many, so, so many questions uh, that are still unanswered. Um, third time, I just thought it was a, I thought it was just a really good movie too. Um, not an amazing movie, but it really, really good. Well done, very well shot, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I, I liked it a lot. So Star, Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, what, oh, and then the, the place of the force, right? Um, the four, the, I, I, it was interesting the way they used it because Kylo Ren is made out to be this kind of uh, badass character. He's got full control of it. And then when he comes across Rey for the first time, you see how he's not really in full control or as cool as he really comes off. Um, but I like how there's different elements of the force where he stops the bullet, bu- opposed bullet in the in the, the very beginning of the movie. Um mm-hmm. How he freezes Ray at one point in her place, um, knocks her out, uh, like putting her to sleep. I mean, there, there was some really cool new things of the Force that we've never seen before. Um, and then Ray kind of like fighting back. It was like a, a cool kind of like battle between her, <laughs> between her mental whatever and his hand, but. <laughs> I don't know how to describe that scene, she but was like, that was really physically cool. pushing his, or using the force to push his hand away. Yeah, <laughs> but like I just I like the way it was done. Um, and then obviously they had the Jenna mind trick, and you know, kind of making you again. There's a question of like, how did she know that already? How did she know how to do that? And, um, but yeah, I, I mean, overall, I thought it was I I, I liked it. Force Awakens is really good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sarah, did you want to add a little bit on how you thought the Force was presented in the movie? I thought it was overwritten because they kept, like, not the movie, but their that metaphor. It just was brought up constantly, and I get why. I just, I've never been a fan of just force-feeding the audience, like, this is what the whole story is about and these are our themes and it's just like you don't need that and especially this being the seventh film in a franchise that is beloved by so many people why do you need to constantly remind us what the force is like visually depict that let me feel and understand and come to my own opinions about it instead of telling me what i should think about the force so like what were like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about some examples. Then, then you might have been like, so am I. Like, <laughs> so you didn't like how they were using force powers, or them just no, talking no, no. About the force? The, the, when they were like a lot of the dialogue was about about being on the light side versus the dark side. Oh, right, Got to right, have right. a balance. Like the like a lot of the stuff that John mentioned, I agree with because those are visual depictions about how the force has evolved and changed and that's cool but then you get into the actual story and some of the conversations that take place it was just overwritten to the point where by the end of it i was just annoyed whenever they brought up the force does that make a little bit more sense yeah like uh just to clarify so like the so the scenes with like uh, Kylo Ren talking to uh, Snoke when they're talking about like the light calls to me this and that like you thought them emphasizing that too much like that was, that was one you of the know parts. if there wasn't like a three week delay from when I actually saw the movie <laughs> I, know, I probably to... <laughs> could have told you. It, I'm but... sure it's a fair point though I mean it is a fair point like yeah. I feel like uh, just. Like, thinking about watching it a couple weeks ago, um, there was a lot of emphasis on the light side of the Force. He was seduced by the bad side, uh, the dark side of the Force, and this and that. So um, I can see from uh, a casual audience member like myself and, and you, we, we kind of hear that a lot. And we're like, oh, doesn't everybody know that? And yeah. like it's, yeah. it feels redundant, right? Is that what you're trying to say? Like, right. to talk yeah. about it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and... Um, you get me. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Move on. <laughs> nice. No, uh, and then just jumping off from what you guys are saying, yes, um, I liked, uh, John, what you were saying, um, the uh, the new Force powers. Uh, I don't think anyone kind of used the Force to knock someone unconscious before. I could be wrong. 
But right. um, I thought that was uh, the most unique uh, utilization of the dark side of the force. I thought it was pretty cool. And um, yeah. Uh, but in terms of Ray's discovery of the force, though, um, there were a lot of complaints online about her kind of, you know, um, like discovering it and using her powers um, so quickly. Um, in the prequels, it's set up that you're stolen as a baby to, like, train with some people for, like, years. And then Luke had, like, you know, like, an hour montage on Dagobah with Yoda to discover the Force. And then now it's, like, Ray's like, oh, yeah, the Force, oh, that's pretty cool, um, Maz. Like, I'll think about it next time I, you know, get some Shut-Eye. And then now she's like, oh, I get it. I can control people's minds and stuff. Um, did you have any issues with her... Discovery of the Force and using her powers right away, John? Um, not not really. Uh, and that kind of the only issue it could raise is like I think they're going to explain more of why she's so kind of uh, I, I guess you would call it Force sensitive or I I don't know she's so powerful in the Force. I think they're going to explain that in in the coming movies, which holds this one back. Um, but I I I mean. It was kind of like when you're watching it, you kind of I mean, the first time I know I didn't really think of it and say, why does she know this already? But the, definitely right, the, on the, on multiple on the, the viewings after I'm like, Jesus, she knew this already. How? Um, and I, I, I was talking to my brother about this the other day. I really do think she was trained in some way before this. And right. she's kind of pushed it away or avoided it for whatever reason. She's scared by it, whatever. Um because there's no way she could have easily just figured it out right away. That's an like, interesting theory. I didn't yeah. think about that. Because now that I think back, there was nothing in the movie that she said was like, I've never heard of the Force before. Or yeah. the only thing was like, oh, it's only a legend or something like that. So It felt but, almost like there were memories removed from her. And so she she has, there's this air and this quality about her that makes you think that she would be Force sensitive. But there's something missing so and which could potentially be memories especially because they they talk about what happens with kylo and how he he destroyed like the jedi that force that luke was putting together and assembling she could very well be a survivor of that incident that luke took and put on jakku to like save and be a hope for the future yeah yeah you know i yeah that's a i didn't think of that before um because yeah, didn't it, yeah. Didn't it also feel like whenever they talked about her, like that that caused Kylo to almost have like a reaction like her, like like there was some familiarity yeah. there, and we yeah. were supposed to be led to believe that they're siblings possibly, but that was completely dismissed throughout the rest of the movie. But I because and then towards the end when he's asked if she wants to be trained by him it just there there was that familiarity that that really has me interested to see what happens with their relationship going on in the future there was like yeah. a hesitation when like um i think the first time they're trying to uh, leave jacku they're like um oh she escaped with a girl mm -hmm. and then he's like a girl and then he exactly. starts with his lightsaber exactly I, I was thinking of yeah yeah nailed so it it's uh very interesting <laughs> theories it's, nailed it hashtag nailed it this episode will be called nailed it nailed I think it we have like three other episodes nailed that already but uh yeah that's oh, man that is definitely an interesting thought i'm thinking about that um since we're on the uh subject of uh theory spiraling there was one getting passed around the internet as well i saw it on imager so you can only take it very seriously because it's not sarcastic at all on that website. Um, somebody um, posted in response to people complaining about, oh, how could the kids, in reference to um, Finn and Rey, uh, fight Kylo Ren, who's the master of, well, not master of the dark arts, that's a completely different franchise, master of the dark side. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a super badass guy who's like third in charge of the New Order. How come they can fight him with the lightsaber and Finn's you know, to our knowledge, doesn't have, like, any control over the Force at all. Uh, so somebody said, uh, haven't you noticed how badass Chewbacca's bowcaster was? 
Um, it totally obliterated a guy. I think three guys at the same time in one scene, and then it blew up like a giant rock in front of like three stormtroopers in that big battle um, in Maz's like rubble uh, cantina scene. But uh, yeah, and then um, he gets shot by it. Kylo Ren took one like right to the kidney or whatever to the side, and he's just punching it. And he's like, ah, no, feel the pain. Uh, so it gives you more power. <laughs> Let it hurt you, so Sorry. it makes you more powerful. So, um, can you say "feel the pain" just one feel more the time? Pain. Okay, okay, moving on. I'm having flashbacks to high school. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> which opens up another theory about Kyron. But well, no, we're gonna we're gonna stay on on Chewbacca's thing. So, um, right. So Chewbacca. Where did he some... go? Where did he go? Number one, where did he go? Number two, getting shot by a bowcaster hurts, so that's probably why Finn and Rey were <laughs> able to fight him. Maybe not so much Finn, but Rey at the end. So thoughts on that and thoughts on Chewbacca in general, I guess? Uh, uh, John, John. start with you, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Chewie's awesome. I mean, uh, I, I every time, like, I never, it was the first time you kind of got the sense that that, that bow is actually pretty cool. And I like the way they kind of kept going at it where like han was saying well, I, I like this thing can i try that yeah uh that was really cool um and it kind of gave uh chewbacca something else to do besides kind of always yelling which was nice um he did a fair share of that in this movie though yeah oh definitely um but i mean it was cool to see that um but it would have been really cool to see kind of chewbacca go go more, for more revenge like maybe go with ray and finn but i don't know how he would meet up with them I, I mean, he wouldn't have been able to do anything, but um, he's, I mean, he came with the Millennium Falcon, which is pretty cool. But um, right. and what was the other character that you wanted me to comment on? Oh, no, it was mostly just, um, do you feel like um, like the Kylo Ren fight with Rey at the end was kind of bouncing off of what we were saying before about how she discovered Force power so quickly? Were you kind of distracted by how she was going, she was almost equal with him in that point, or... Do you think that bowcaster theory kind of like made up for that or something? Or and it's oh. and it's also not just Ray in that fight, but Finn for a good portion of it is oh, yeah, fighting yeah. Kylo, even though he's never held a lights lightsaber before that moment. So that's where a lot of some of the suspicion um, also is coming from. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, well, one I'm going to say, I think, is Kylo Ren, I think he was just weak. I mean, he was shot by, Bam. by, by the bow. So he's smacking <laughs> <Shots> himself. <laughs> he's smacking himself, saying, come on, let's do this, dude. And he's bleeding all over the place. And then, you know, Finn put up a pretty good fight. But I still think Finn got his butt kicked. Um, oh, yeah. He was I mean, practically dead at the end. Yeah. So I don't want to give Finn too much credit. Um but Ray was probably the most impressive, where you're saying, wow. And it goes back to what I said earlier. I don't think that's the first time she's touched the lightsaber, and particularly that that weapon, uh, which is Anakin's, right? Yeah, eventually Luke's. But um, it's like, I, I don't think that's the first time she's picked up one before. Um, plus, she's very capable of herself, too. And also, Kylo Ren, I don't think has ever come across someone else with the the abilities of the force like that either right right so kylo ren is not as badass as everyone wants him to be i want him to be i love kylo ren he's probably the most interesting character in the movie um right yeah, sarah i think you said on the on the main episode <laughs> that he was one of your favorite character arcs you're really filling in for pete in this episode <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing my best pete impression <laughs> He always does that to me. But, um, so, so yeah, Kylo Ren was one of my favorite story arcs because a lot of these central characters that are quote unquote new to the universe, they all play off of and are twisted versions of our previous characters that we've already had familiarity with. And some of them were just just felt too much of the same while his character was twisted just enough for me to really have interest and to see where it goes. And I like the, the difference of the metaphors between him and, or not the metaphors, but the paralleling, paralleling storytelling between 
his arc and Anakin's arc from the prequels and from before. But so I had a point. I forget what we were talking about. <laughs> Guys, help me out. So, okay, yeah, I got you. As, speaking of main characters, huh? Pretty good. Uh, oh. So um, we, I mentioned something in our last in, uh, in the main show where I said the the protagonist. There's no real hard protagonist in this movie. I felt like um, after my first and second watching, um, it's kind of platooned by. Uh, Poe, Ray, and Finn, and they all kind of something I forgot to mention. I just thought about it right now. Uh, they all kind of represent different um, characteristics of Luke Skywalker, which I thought was pretty interesting. And um, they all kind of and this movie I said earlier also was um, kind of recaptured the phenomenon and why people loved Star Wars so much um, with the original trilogy. Um, with Ray being like you know the Jedi side of that and then finn being like the kind of courageous guy you know he picks up lightsaber without even knowing how to do with it he's like cool it's a beam sword let's start smacking stuff he kind of jumps in uh even though he's kind of a coward in the beginning but it i know what i wanted to say oh okay (laughs) oh and then i just wanted to say real quick poe is also like the you know a perfect pilot kind of guy but yes sarah we can jump in where you're gonna say yes Sorry, but what I was going to say in um, back to Kylo and Rey in the final battle is that it was it's it doesn't it already tell you how the story is going to happen or what's what what we should expect in the end, because if if Rey's our main hero and Kylo's our main villain, she already kicked his ass. So why should I care about the next time they battle? I don't think they are. I I I, I think. <laughs> I, I, was I don't. Completely I don't think in the idea that we're gonna see him in all three movies. So yeah, explain yourself, stranger. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I really don't think they are. I I I'm I'm in that group of whatever people, or maybe it's just me, but I I think he is on. He's on the light side in some way. And that Han helped him get to continue down the path of trying to kind of balance the force within, uh, within the dark side in some way. So um, do you? I think the big bad is Snoke through the right. at the end of this thing, and that they're gonna either team up or so, something's gonna. I don't know. <laughs> Just no, throwing things. <laughs> no, I I agree with you that the overall big bad is is Snoke. It's just the way the building up to the film's release, you were presented with Kylo and Rey and their battle. So I guess because Snoke is in this movie and does have a presence, it's assumed that there's a larger game being played and these two are just pawns in it. So that's a good idea. It's just um, another, another point you mentioned, like he's, He's Kylo's very weak and he's hitting himself. Like, for me, I viewed it as him through the pain. He was trying to get stronger because that's in the dark side. That's you motivate your you you get more entrenched and more powerful through pain and anger and hate as opposed to the light side. So that's what I viewed that as. And I had one final point, and I can't think of what it is. <laughs> I wanted to quickly touch on then uh, what you guys were saying. So yeah. how, like, um, uh, Kylo Ren, or Ben, I guess we can say, since we're, he's, like, in the light ben. side, he um, he's going to, like, do a flip, you know, and then not a force flip, but, like, in character arc-wise, <laughs> he's going to do a flip, and then um, they're all going to battle Snoke together. The only thing, uh, the only thing I, I'm worried about that is... They're already drawing so much from the original trilogy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's very Empire of them to do that. Like, if Kylo Ren force lifts up Snoke, like, who is probably, like, a tiny little person, <laughs> like, since he has a giant projection, he's, he's going to force lift him and throw him into a shaft. Like, I, it's like, ugh, like, how by the numbers would that be? It'd be a little lame. But, yeah, I mean, I can see that happening for sure. But in a more, in a different twist, you know? Right. Right. No, Matt, actually, that that is what I wanted to talk about. Like, the ability that now that Kylo has killed his father, who's Han Solo and an icon for a lot of people, could they could set this up as being a redemption story for Kylo. But 
how would the viewers feel if at the end of this trilogy, that's what it all was? And like Matt said, isn't that too much of the same? Yeah. But then I, yeah, and it's probably going to be the same because my, I, I think that Kylo Ren's going to eventually die, I think, too. Um, mm-hmm. Probably trying to save Rey. One of the characters that kind of parallels Luke the most, I think. It's it's going to follow the same threads, which is, it could be annoying. Right. Uh but it's also cool to see. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, this is interesting. I think that the like there there are a lot of things that are pulled in this movie from the original trilogy and right. the prequels. But I didn't feel like I was being duped or something like that. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then, how did you feel duped then by? them using the same kind of uh like not it wasn't by the numbers but it was definitely not cheapened i feel like i was still entertained i still followed along with it just fine i'm engrossed in these characters i felt like it's a good movie like i i i feel like i always have to preface whatever i say regarding the force awakens with no 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 i liked it i'm fine with it it's just, it felt like the spectacle um, was was on the forefront and the actual story was a bit left behind, That's if that makes okay. more sense. Does, yeah. and, and to me, especially in terms of like fantasy and science, science fiction, I always really look for those metaphors that I felt got lost in the spectacle, like, we're back, we're going to do it the right way. And, you know, forget about the prequels, they happen, just they're way back then. And we're going to finally give you that, the franchise that you've been waiting for, for so long to come back and we're home again. So I feel like they were more focused on, and, and, and they did it well. I mean, granted, there is the very Star Trek-ish alien scene halfway through the film that takes you out of the movie, or at least it did for me, and it reminded me, oh yeah, J.J. Abrams is directing this film. Yeah, when he did a giant um, uh, Little Shop of Horrors thing running around. Right, right. You're like, what? What is going on? Yeah, it's, it's, I very, it's very Star trek yeah. It didn't feel like a Star Wars kind of set piece. No, especially because they made a big deal about how this was going to be live action and um, puppeteering, but then there were some scenes that had CGI in it, and it was not the best CGI by any means. So, yeah, no, no, no dig at the Flash production crew, but it seemed like very like TV ish. Sometimes, yeah, like but they the do look a little rushed, right? Yeah, you guys want to talk back? Um, do you guys want to go back and talk about Snoke? Yeah, I was just gonna ask. Um, John had theories, yeah, John, just, just lay it on us, dude. <laughs> what, what do you uh, what bring do you it think on. about Snoke? Where, where is he gonna show up in the next movie in the same way like this, or is he gonna be playing a more centralized villain role? Like, what you got? Oh, no, he's definitely uh, he's coming, he's coming, that's it, it's all. Over now, like the gloves, the hologram is turning off now. He's coming. He's he's gonna <laughs> show my true power. Stepping down from the throne. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I think he's gonna be a big, you know, a much bigger role in the next uh, movie. Uh, you'll see him in in the flesh. Um, I think there will be like the the first scene you see will be with him and Kylo like training in some way, um, and you'll see like his veracity and like. Um, where you know, like he's 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 the true dark side, and I think they're gonna show the how these characters are opposites. One's trying to be better than Snoke uh, on some level as Darth Vader, and then Snoke is just like the epitome of the dark side. This is the dark side. Um, I've always said he's Darth Plagueis, but Andy Serkis just re- recently said Snoke yeah, is but, Snoke, yeah. so I guess that's not happening, um, <laughs> which would have been really cool. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I guess that's in a, I guess it's good in a, in a good way as well. Uh, there's a theory out there also that he's Darth Vader. That's weird. I don't think that's true at all. Things that are dumb. 
<laughs> yeah, thank you. It's like, um, at this point, everyone's speculating everything, so, like, yeah. no, I'm not well, a big fan of that Darth Vader kind of Well, it's, it's just like what John mentioned. Everybody was on the Darth Plagueis bandwagon and theory like that's that's who he is and then andy circus comes on and it's like no it's like yeah. nah bruh <laughs> nah. yeah you're wrong I andy circus so i'm gonna take him at his word but you're right so who, <laughs> is, who is this guy yeah and and really if he is he should we view him as somebody more bigger than Darth Vader, than Darth Plagueis, because he's been around for a long time. So yeah. where was he during the originals? Like, and and why is he here now? So there's a lot of mystery in that. And before we were talking about how Kylo, the moment somebody said, well, her, like there was recognition in that and fear almost, the same thing with Snoke when it was mentioned that, there's a girl involved as if he knows about like some prophecy involving a girl. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, Hmm. Like he, right. he was, he, if he had a mustache, he would like gently stroke it. You know, if he had a beard, <laughs> he'd toss it over his shoulders. Like, Hmm. Interesting. One villain that I like wanted them to use more of because the few scenes he had, I really liked was um, general Hux. Played by uh, Domhnall Gleeson. Man, that guy is a very good American <laughs> I'm sorry. accent as well. Sorry, what, what did you say, John? That <laughs> <No. Dad> face. <laughs> I love Domhnall Gleeson. That guy can act. Yeah. I'm sorry. We just we just finished watching Ex Machina. Oh. For the other podcast. And then I watched The Revenant, so we've been just. <laughs> We've been seeing them all all over the place. Yeah, and and I watched. Um, I went in a saw Brooklyn a few weeks ago. He's in that too. <laughs> yeah, he's all over the. He's place. everywhere. Man, I'm gonna watch like uh, I don't know. Uh, About time. I'm gonna watch an old. No, no. I'm gonna watch an old movie. I'm gonna watch Labyrinth with David Bowie. <laughs> he's gonna pop up. He's gonna pop up in the. Back. <laughs> yeah, but what did you guys think of General Hux? And where is he going through the through the rest of the films? John, did, did you want to go first? Sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, Gen, uh, General Hux was your typical, you know, general in the Empire, or in, in this case, the First Order. Um, but I, yeah, I, I agree with Sarah. I would have liked to have seen more uh, from him because, especially because of the actor they have in the role, he is more than capable of probably outperforming a lot of the people on screen. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows how to uh, definitely shout. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, he definitely knows to not like Kylo Ren. Which that was kind of cool, the dynamic between That's them. That's a nice feud, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I just, yeah, I agree with you guys. There, If you ask me to describe the character of General Hux, I'm like, he's a guy that yells orders? Yeah. And makes a pretty good speech. Um, and, didn't look like and, he had a microphone on him, so he can talk really loud, which is always good. Right. And But you also, even though he wasn't shown a lot, the few moments we did see of him, and especially in the scenes that also contained Kylo, you could already sense the rivalry between them, which I right, want to right learn more about. Yeah. So, and... And almost, like, you could see them being friends at one point in time, and then something happened that caused them to become more rivals. So I, I'm curious about that story. And just, I, I hope that General Hux is more prominent in the rest of the films, because, like John was saying... Like, he's such a good actor. And it's really crazy to be talking about Star Wars now after watching Ex Machina, which has both Domino Gleason and, yeah. and I, Oscar Isaac yeah. in it, playing completely different roles. Yeah. Completely opposites. Mm -hmm. like, Isn't acting crazy? Like, the craft <laughs> of acting is amazing. Like, yeah, people it's like not that just the beard. <laughs> you know, when you're talking about good actors, yes. When you're talking about bad actors. <laughs> no, I'm talking about that, too. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> no, and then you got Max von Sydow, too. Just 
mm-hmm. making a cameo. Like, wow. Who does that? This is a cast. <laughs> it's pretty so, nuts. Speaking of Oscar Isaac, what Ooh. did you guys think of Poe? I liked him. I mean, the confidence he kind of uh, brings to the screen, that's Oscar Isaac. That's not really the character. But it's like, just, I, I bought him. The minute he was on screen, I was just like, I, I, yeah, I, I you're my bro. About. Like, Yeah, like I'm all about this guy. Like, that's how I felt when I, when I saw Poe on screen. Um, he made that that relationship between him and Finn work immediately, um, which was really cool because uh, I read it somewhere. It was like it took uh, like three movies of the prequels for them to kind of make that point with someone or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I liked him. I thought it was a, I wanted to see more of him. That was another character I wanted to see more of um, because yeah. he, he came. He was on for like 10 minutes or not even. Yep. And then gone. And it's like, oh, oh, and then he's back. Oh, yeah, he's the guy flying and Finn is screaming. That's a hell of a pilot. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, duh, it's like the best one in the... The yeah, best the one in the Resistance, yep. Yeah. I um, I, I didn't like Oscar right off the bat. Um, I thought it was great how um, they established that um, uh, people in the Star Wars universe um, put... Um, or, sorry... The droids have personalities. I kind of forgot that after seeing so many like droids slash uh, clones being slaughtered in the in the uh, in the prequels. I'm like, oh yeah, droids have personalities. I forgot, and like they're more than just like pets that um, pilots have. You know, they're like they're your co-pilot. You know, and he seeing him um, be like BB-8, you got to take this as far as you can, and then he's like, don't argue with me or whatever. He said like, just go. Like you, you said like, I'll be okay. Like. He's thinking, or he knows that BB-8 is afraid for him, or af- mm-hmm. afraid of, like, you know, he's gonna, something's going to happen to him. So I thought it was interesting that um, we're, we're, um, he's, like, projecting personalities onto him, or, or droids actually have personalities in their own yeah. kind of ways. It was very much like you could totally pick on, up on the similarities between a man and his dog, yeah. like man's best friend. And that's the relationship. For me, Poe was good. He just disappeared, though. Yeah, <laughs> and all, he all you can really say about him is he's the best pilot in the Resistance. That's like, yeah, that's that's. And he had a nice jacket. Oh. That he lost. Yeah, I wish there was a little bit more. And I feel like coming out of the movie, you almost like Poe so much because of how much you love BB-8. Yeah. So. Yeah, he had the unfair BB-8 advantage in that. That's <laughs> correct. How do we make R2-D2 even more adorable? How about we get rid of all, like, like angular lines? Just make it, make it two <laughs> spheres. Like, that's it. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you compare him to R2-D2 when R2-D2 and Luke had a... Had a different relationship than Poe and BB-8. It wasn't as, like, endearing and buddy-buddy. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. So. But, um, Differences. yeah. What? What? <laughs> uh, well, I guess to close out on, on Poe's character, I just wanted to say, um, he was written kind of kind of flat, I would say. Um, <laughs> but definitely what you said, John, like, he, Oscar, what's the last, how do you pronounce the last name? Isaac. Isaac. Oh, okay. It's not hard at all. At all to pronounce. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Um, <laughs> I forgot his last name, and I wanted to slyly ask how was his last name. But anyway, um, he, really, he really made the character jump off screen. It was really cool. Like he's very energetic. Um, uh, the, the scenes where they're they're escaping um, from the first uh, or the New Order. Um, right. And uh, it, immediately it's it, establishing that Finn and him are best buddies, like from now on. And then seeing the genuine, well, not genuine, I guess, but acting looks like genuine joy on their faces when they see each other. Um, towards the end, when they finally meet up, it's uh, it was definitely very endearing. I'm like, these guys definitely bromance status. Like, and people are just like, man, like Instagram everywhere. They are, they're going hard at like, sh- I'm making these two a relationship. I'm like, stop <laughs> shipping them hard. <laughs> oh my god. Why don't you like that, John? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm curious. <laughs> it's the same reason why I don't want Finn and Ray to get together. Can yes. they just be friends? Like, yes. why is okay. it going to be the ship, you know? 
that is a great argument, Matt. Yeah, I was in a like theater, that. and this lady next to me was like so happy when Finn and her hugged. I was like, can you stop? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yes! only been friend zone seven times to this point, so just let it go. <laughs> I know she's like, let go of my hand. I think that's good enough. Yeah. All right. Does not want any of it. Um, <laughs> so what? If, oh, go ahead, Sarah. What about um, Captain Phasma? Oh, that yes. was a bust. Ah, the <laughs> most disappointing thing in the world, guys. Thank you so much for agreeing with me. I thought I was the only one. Um. Go ahead, John. Go ahead and talk about. <laughs> I'm sorry. The lack of character of this Captain. Oh Pat. my god. The waste of Gwendolyn Christie. Yes. That's, that's who's just... in the suit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Brienne of Tor. Right. Um, man, like I was when I knew it was her and and she was gonna be Captain Phasma. I said, "Wow, great pick." Mm-hmm. Brienne of Tarth. She's really good. Um, and then you just. You just hear her head bob as she's talking. I'm like, oh, this is this is really cool. Right. And she's just holding the gun the whole time. She doesn't do anything. And then Nothing. like her, her threats were just talk about flat. I mean, they were <laughs> her threats just didn't go anywhere. No. I'm like, do they want her to sound robotic because mission accomplished? But like, she has a dope ass chrome armor. Yeah. yeah. She got so like cool. the whole cape thing going, and then. Got a super dope blaster and yelling at Finn to put his helmet back on. I was like pumped. I was like, I can't wait to buy this like action figure. I'm so ready. And then like she disappears. <laughs> like, oh, like where'd she go? Why is she yeah. not in? Why is she not in the inner circle? You know what I'm saying? With um yeah. like Snoke. Like you got the head Jed or uh, uh, Darth. You know um or uh, Sith. Whatever the hell you call him. Sorry. <laughs> and then you got like the general side, and then you have like the leader of the stormtroopers. Like why can't they all be in the circle? So, are we safe to assume that she's dead because Snoke wasn't like, be sure to save her too? Huh. Ooh. Wow, I didn't think of that. Whoa. <laughs> if this drop mic was $200, I would drop it right now. Huh. Um, I'm going to say don't, no. You know, they did waste her, this movie, but you don't cast Gwendolyn Christie exactly. not to expect... Um, her to show up later on and hopefully have play a bigger part because it's it's like they didn't allow her to be a character she was just there to give you information or to be used as somebody who could help our heroes save the day so it's just it was all for plot essentially and it was such a disservice and i mean adam driver gotta take his mask off why yeah. didn't we get to see her beautiful face that is an yeah. excellent point I'm i mean that. and excellent. and all that goes through my mind whenever i talk about gwendolyn christie is game of thrones season four when she fights the mountain i yes. mean geez why didn't we get to see her fight someone that would have been badass yeah <sighs> disappointed well, I'm, I'm still gonna buy a Captain Phasma toy though. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It's cool. I mean it really is cool. Right. But the character wasn't cool. What a big letdown. Biggest letdown <laughs> twenty fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> um final thoughts, guys, um on like uh any like last theories that you saw on the internet or you came up with while talking. I got a question. Yo, what's up? Oh. What was with the now okay i'm gonna see this is part of the question is it a flash forward or a flashback what ray sees when she picks up luke's um lightsaber for the first time i gotta see that like again i mean yeah. that scene has so much in it like right. that one like that 30 seconds for whatever it is Whew. Mm-hmm. Man, I was like, Maz, can I use those glasses of yours, man? Because I, I want to, <laughs> I need to see more into Someone, that. Someone like sat on the remote and it's like on fast forward, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure when the DVD gets released, you're going to see all over Tumblr like scene breakdowns of the that like 30 seconds. Yeah. Frame by frame. Frame right? by frame. And then they have that little bit at the end with you and McGregor, right? What did he say at the end? Did you read that somewhere? Oh. I missed it. I, I, I can I should look it up right now, but I'm, I won't. Yeah, I read it. I forgot what it said. <laughs> and then like Yoda, you can hear it, Yoda, but it's inaudible. Right. Yeah. Like, there's half like, the so time Yoda's inaudible in anyway. Yeah. And and 
And so, and, and that is like the first time we even see Luke in the movie. Yeah. Before the end. I was like, he's coming. Yeah. And then he, he comes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, oh. He just no did lines. the same face, but just like on a mountain instead of okay. like over lava or whatever it was. Yeah. John, who do you think Ray's parents are? Luke Skywalker. Okay. And- Luke Skywalker. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Luke Skywalker and some some person, some lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some some lady. I, I mentioned on the main show that if they're gonna have it be Luke Skywalker's her dad, it would be really cool to have the mom be from the dark side. Ooh, yeah, like the oh. Ventress. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what who you mentioned. No, but she's from sure. Wars. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. Who yeah. would it be? Like the mom is still Captain out there. Phasma. <gasps> what? <Okay. laughs> that's how you. That's how you bring the character into the circle. It's like, oh Maybe shit, she... we messed up on Captain Phasma. Let's just have her be the mom, one of the more central <laughs> and, characters. And then maybe that's why she felt so out of place because she's actually <laughs> on the light side, but she's like undercover. <laughs> and that's why she never removed the mask. Guys, I think we got something. Oh, dude, just collect our awards now. Where's our where's our download money? It's just raining in right now. You heard it first on Scene and Nerd. It makes sense. <laughs> It kind of doesn't, but I'll let it. I'll let it play. Um, Matt, I don't hear you poking holes in it. It makes sense. No, because I want it to happen so much. Maybe that's why. But yeah, like, it would have to be a significant character, though, right? I mean, unless it's a new character. Does this series need a, like more new characters, though? Yeah, it's just like it's like who would we it be? Lose you know, Han Solo though, so we have like a void to fill. Maybe she could be, a, but you still—it's Maz. Maz is her mother. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we had sex force. I would, I would argue that they do need new characters, especially if Luke's Ray's father, because by making Luke her father, you're really making the universe that much more smaller. Yeah. And so that to prevent sense. that, you in, you introduce a new character, a new history, make it so to counteract that. So Does she kill Luke? No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all is fair and well well Luke's not dead yet. So but yeah. do you think Luke is gonna die by the end of the trilogy? This new one. Oof. He's gonna, pull a, he's, gonna, he's gonna pull a Ben Kenobi. <laughs> he's just gonna be like just a ghost. <laughs> he's gonna um, come across Leia and be like, "Bye, <laughs> sorry, see you later, dude." Bye, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry about Han, later, dudes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if they're gonna kill him off. I that would be interesting if they kill off the original three characters, you know. Well, like... we can get another, you know, short shot of Leia falling on the floor. <laughs> Wait, <sorry>. what? <laughs> what? No, because when Han dies, you know. She, oh, like... right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, right. So right. we could get another shot of that if we want. You are right. Do that. <laughs> that means made... I'll allow it. <laughs> Where's my gavel? I'll allow it. <laughs> Lawyer. It could but... be Leia too. But seriously, guys, Captain Phasma. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Did I'm, you say I'm Leia it could be the mom as well? <laughs> no. What did you say, John? No. I thought you said it could be Leia too, and I'm like, wait, what? Oh, oh no, no. Yeah, I said because uh, Leia, could, she could be the other one to die instead of Luke. Oh, okay. I thought we we're talking about Never no the Game of Thrones going on right no, now. No, no, no. Star Wars is not. They're not gonna do that. Game of Star Wars. Star Wars came before Game of Thrones, so... If they did that... Disney's gonna be like, wait a second, guys. <laughs> How do we market this? <laughs> How do we put action figures? We, we can't put them in the same pack, because that would be too weird. <laughs> oh, you guys are funny. Captain Phasma. God, just, that's the name of this show. Just Captain Phasma Ellipses Sigh. <laughs> So, um, yeah, any last theories, guys? Anything else before we close out the show? Lingering questions? 
Well, I know it's not a theory, but for me, and I don't know if it speaks to the characters or what, but the first time I saw it, I, I the entire cast loved it. Um, then the second time, it was um, I was all in on BB-8, Kylo Ren. Those were like my two. I was like, I love BB-8. Uh, I really like Kylo Ren's story arc. And then the third time, it, it just singled in on Rey. Um, I, I really liked her character a lot the the third time. Maybe the fourth time will be Finn. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I like... mean, okay. just make my way through all the characters, you know? But anyways. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> sub- subsequent viewings can kind of lead for you to focus on certain characters or, like, focus really on one character in yeah. the progression yeah. of the movie. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because the first time I watched it, I just kind of let it like wash over me, like just let everything in, right. you know, all the lights, sounds, and yeah, like let, dialogue. Like, in the trailer, let it in, just let it in. Let it, yeah. Oh my god. I'm bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I need the cricket uh, button. No, I'm just kidding. And my, and my last thing I want to say is my favorite scene uh, was the Millennium when Ray is flying the Millennium Falcon. Oh, love it. Yeah. How fun love was it. that? Like, um, <gasps> yeah. Those like five minutes or whatever is so good. I was like, that, how, is gonna, I... how is she gonna like lose that Tie Fighter? And then when she like flipped it upside down, and I was like, man, I like I'm watching the Fast and Furious or something. This is <laughs> this is intense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fast and Furious. Before in space. we lose all listeners. <laughs> hey, you know, if you're a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise, number one fan right here, guys. I got you. Anyone listening? That makes um, so much sense. <laughs> I have one last question, though. Um, okay. More of a clarification than anything. I just remembered it right now. Um, so in the very beginning, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with that little piece, who's who's the old guy? Did I miss that? Max von Sydow? Yes. I don't he know who he is. is. I just read his name on the internet the other day, his character's name. <sighs> that was my biggest thing. It's like... Are we going to see more of... Oh, no. Definitely not seeing more of him. Unless he's a ghost. Yeah, I know. Um, Kyle Rent like... said bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Everything in the movie, I was like, okay, that'll, that can be kind of explained, I guess. But, like, like leading off with that mysterious, a mysterious <laughs> character, I was like, why does he have a piece? What does his piece do? How did he find him? How right. does it lead to Luke Skywalker? I think maybe that's the point of him being so mysterious because it just puts all those questions in me. Some, uh, I actually read somewhere and I found it here. Uh, if, uh, never mind. But yeah, so he played the character. He's like the vicar. That's what it says here. The vicar. I saw one that gave a much better idea of what, what he is. Uh, oh, here we go. Lore Santeca. Lore Santeca. Duh. The scroll was like meeting an old <laughs> friend and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I read somewhere that his character could be the older version of who Mads Milkinson is playing in Rogue One. Oh! Not I read that somewhere as a connection between the two films. Rogue One takes place how many years? It's it's before A New mm-hmm. Hope, right? Yeah. But like 70 years before A New Hope? Yeah. Well, Let's see. 70 years? Something like that. Some ridiculous number. 70 years. It's like 10 or something. I don't know. <laughs> Is everyone researching it? I'm, I'm looking at uh, I can't. Ooh, hello. What are you looking at? You know, since we're talking Captain about... Captain I saw pictures. Ava's face. Ava from Ex Machina. All right. But since we're watching the <laughs> Wakanda, we're we're not watching. We're talking about the opening sequence. What did you guys think? Because I thought it was a great sequence, especially with um, the stormtroopers and the blood on the stormtroopers' mask, and how that awakens the force in oh. in Finn. But did you guys buy that? And and not that moment, but more about him all of a sudden turning towards the light side. I didn't the first time I watched it. That was one of my biggest like gripes was like, wait, why does he all of a sudden like want to be like not want to be around? And <clears throat> I think the reason why I didn't have too much of a problem now and after my second viewing is because he went to this long rant, I think, at Moz's bar where it's like, you don't understand what like how I understand the New Order. Like you've been like they, they take they pluck people from their families 
and then he said like and then on the first what on the first day of blah blah no uh on the first day on the job where he's like i think we're supposed to assume not assume but we're supposed to realize that that um on jakku that was his first time in like combat and like like being ordered to kill somebody i think we're supposed to that's that's the connection yeah. made you know so yeah so him like this is his first battle he's super green he was a janitor and then now he's thrust into shooting people innocent did civilians. they so now did they did they explain why they like the new order is supposed to be really big growing just getting more power the idea of taking somebody who's assigned to be a janitor more or less mm-hmm. And then making him into a soldier all of a sudden, that tells me maybe they're losing at that point. So, mm. well, I mean, that's mm. how armies were made back in the day. Mm. Kind of just, you know, like militia men were just like carpenters and they threw a gun at him. Like, all right, go fight for your country. Very because true. Because we told you so. So I think it's little shades of that. But, um, but he was yeah. also he also says he's taken from his family and he's like brought up in the new order to just right. know one thing. Lando Calrissian. So. <laughs> <laughs> that his dad. <laughs> I'm so glad I invited John to be on the I'm podcast. So... <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm just trying to spread rumors on this. <laughs> It, it's a very true. Very good. This be is the true. purpose of the of the show. Just just spread rumors, vile or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I I think like his jump from janitor to uh, boots on the ground. I think um, makes a lot of sense in the in terms of what the new order is. But I see what you mean. Like he he like turned face a little too quickly for someone who's been brought yeah. up in the system. Right. Um, but yeah. I think um, having, like, the squad mate, like, or whatever, like, you know, throw his hand up and his blood smearing on his visor yeah. is, is pretty traumatic enough. Um, but, yeah, that scene, um, I thought a lot about, like, um, Saving Private Ryan, that whole D-Day yep. scene. So I um, thought that was really interesting. Uh, but since we're talking about Finn and squad mates and him in the New Order, um, did you hear about that theory that of yeah. the... Uh, the uh, um, what are they calling him? Like um, traitor guy? What's his name? Yeah, with the giant sword. Not sword. Like the uh, the giant. Apparently, he's got red hair. Apparently. <laughs> Wait, when? What? I don't know. I, I read into this. Uh, let's see. So if you're not who I'm talking about, it's the character that Finn fights, the stormtrooper that busts out the oh, super okay. dope like uh, stun like thing, stun saber. I don't know what right, you're supposed to call right. it. Right, I, I know what you're talking about. It's the character who a lot of people say how to fix Phasma's mm. character is to put her in that scene and take yeah. the the faceless stormtrooper out of it. Yes, right. that would have been really cool, but now it's turned into the Boba Fett of the new trilogy because <laughs> everyone loves him. He's so cool. He yells out traitor sure. and he throws his shield down and he's like... Let's fucking go at it, dude. You betrayed yeah, us. Yeah, and then he got blasted by Chewbacca's bow. Super owned. Where does the red hair come into play? I don't know. I read it somewhere <laughs> that uh, in the books that have come out, like the the Awakenings or whatever. Uh, um, that in one of the book, the one on Finn, there's they describe the training sessions, and the one um, that uh, fights him in the movie has red hair. Oh right, right, because like um. I remember reading that too, like somewhere. I didn't read the actual like uh, text. I forgot but... where. I gotta save this stuff. I know, right? <sighs> you know that that brings up a good point because with with this movie, they're building a bigger franchise. It's already a huge franchise, but they're even because you have all of this connective universe between the books, between the games, between like Rogue One, which we were talking about before. So a lot of people I find whenever they talk about Force Awakens, it often the conversation goes into, well, in the books, it was said here. So it's almost like, is that a good thing? Is that a positive or negative? Like you're because with any other movie, you're just relying on what happens in the movie to give you an understanding of right. the characters. Right. His official code name is FN2199. And the tie-in book, his nickname is Nines. 
Nines. Nines. Nines. Nines. <laughs> Shout out to German <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think for me, that's what's what. That's where I kind of not draw the line. It seems very dramatic, but that's what separates like casual Nines. Star Wars fans <laughs> and like like for realsies Star Wars fans. Like I'm the yeah. casual fan. I just watch the movies. I might look up some stuff or I might see some stuff right. related like the only extended universe movie or uh, books that I read was the Thrawn trilogy which was I was kind of hoping was this trilogy was going to be about because that's the only thing that I know but uh <laughs> yeah like I, I'm, I'm coming in like I'm not I don't read the other books the novel series I don't watch or I didn't pick up the um visual encyclopedia I think is what everyone's referring to now for the movie yeah. for more yeah. answers like oh officially it's this and that and um, I don't know how you guys research that or if you're up to date on that, but that's where I kind of separate myself. Like I'm a big Star Wars fan, but not as big as I think that the series is catering towards because they have all these, um, yeah. uh, accessories to the movies. So right. Speak. Yeah. It's like, you have to like the book. I mean, like people say the books tie in so much. And then even like with the shows like Clone Wars and I'm obsessed with rebels that, that's, uh, mm -hmm. that's the show I really like. Um, and it, I mean, like, yeah, you have to, in order to understand these, these other things, you have to read like some of this stuff. It's, it's a lot, but if you like it, Hey, go for it. You know, it kind of is, is very similar to what's going on in pop culture today between those who grew up reading comic books and those who are just more familiar with the shows and the films. And that's how they are getting interested in the the comic book mythos, and and so there there is like a dividing line between those types of nerds. Right. Yeah. I mean, there is some carryover, but I think we're not we don't have to really be worried about it too much because all the yeah. comic book related shows that we watch, they don't really use the text or like no. To, as a crutch, you know, for right. for carrying a story. They think it's an it's interpretation. Right. Yeah. So I think if it became a problem, people would notice immediately. But I think right now it's just people <laughs> like us who like to talk about it outside of the movies and speculate. A lot of stuff can be answered in the extended universe and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fun talking Lots of theories out there. I'm sure we missed a bajillion of them. But we got we the even most included our one. own. <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. dropping mics left and right. I think everyone did that at least once. <laughs> yes, at least once. So um, I think that's going to do it for us this time. If you guys enjoyed this uh, uh, bonus episode where we dive into a little more of the details and theories behind these movies that you guys uh, watch, um, definitely let us know if you enjoyed it um maybe we'll start doing these separate episodes for like movies I, I feel like we don't get to talk about too much about movies on on the main show anymore so yeah. um maybe uh but i know you guys love talking about flash and arrow so definitely that's not going away but no um, Custom. no what was that that face <laughs> that, that face we'll um, explain later Matt. Did, you yeah. guys, did you guys see um oh my god him and supergirl at the golden yeah. globes last night yes oh yeah. my god that that's just on the horizon i see a ship you it's know coming. incoming it's coming on twitter so um yeah we know you guys love talking about all your favorite um tv shows and we're definitely not going to drop that soon but i think it'd be fun let us know if you guys enjoyed it um if you want to hear us talk a little bit more about like movies and things like that uh, get into the nitty-gritty of details so um that's gonna do it for this episode but i am um, before you leave i just wanted to again thank uh john reyes for coming on john we want to let the listeners know where they can find you online yeah no th thanks for having me it was a blast um my first time and i hope it's not my last um yeah. but uh yeah uh on twitter at wordy nerdy uh that's two e's two e's so wordy nerdy i'm always there i always answer he does he's always there cool and uh sarah <laughs> want to let him know where they can find you you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at SJBelmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. And, you know, this may be John's first time on this podcast, but he's been on the Netflix crew with me multiple times. And he's my co-host on, or one of my co-hosts on Two Guys, a Girl, and a Scene, the, the actual movie 
podcast for the GWW radio. So, yeah. Oh, oh, oh excuse me. I'm sorry. The oh, actual one. The actual one. Well, don't worry. Don't worry. Cena Nerd is like the TV one. So. I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll you see. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's all good, guys. <laughs> we love doing your, uh, what do they call that? Crossover events, you know? Maybe we'll do this like yes! that. Yes! That was yes. a crossover. This is a crossover. It kind of is. Technically it is. The That's multiverse. What? We're on Earth 57. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. So, uh, <laughs> if you like the show, definitely leave a comment. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, you can find us on um, Twitter and Instagram at Cena Nerd, uh, S-C-E-N-E-N-N-E-R-D. You can find me, Matt, on Twitter as well, at I'm Salzy, I-M-S-A-L-Z-Y. That's going to do it for us, guys. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check us out on Facebook. You're welcome. Well done, guys. Yay! Super duper. That yeah. went really well. And I really Damn, hope fun. this Skype recording program recorded it all. I will. Oh, boy. <laughs>